to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Mixed Company, guys. We've got Kai here. Um, we're on episode 11. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 10. Um, can you believe like we're past 10 episodes? I wasn't like, actually sure if you were recording or not. Oh. Because <laughs> you were practicing. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if I didn't start speaking, we would have never got started. That's that's also true. So I just. A lot, a lot of side, side conversations happening. I mean, we, we got are. a lot going on. But yeah. yes, episode 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got some good stuff for you guys. How are you doing, Karina? Damn. I, I never thought I would say this because I'm I love summer with all my heart, but I'm kind of excited about fall. It was really crispy when I got here today. It's actually cold outside. No, yeah, it's definitely cold, but it was crispy. Well, I mean, my perspective is a little different. I've been 105 <laughs> degree weather for the last three days, and when you come back to like nice crisp fall cool breeze, you thank God for all He has to offer. <laughs> It's refreshing. It's really refreshing. There's nothing like feeling like your skin is actually frying. Like, uh, dang, I shouldn't have put on so much lotion because my like I look like pork right now. Oh, like, yeah. But yes, yeah, this so, is energizing weather. Yeah, yeah, this is good. I'm not afraid about that. Definitely not afraid to wear my hair straight. That's for sure. That's good. How about you, Sam? What's going on? Um, you know, I'm just here. Are you here? Yep. Are you ever really here? Yep, just just here. Just trying to be face. my blackest self. <laughs> and um, The yeah. fact that you have to try concerns me. I feel like that's something that should just be innate. But you know what? If you got to work on it, I want you to be your best self ever. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like people are trying me these days. I believe they are also. It's okay. We got you. Just let me know whose tank to put sugar in. Um, See, but that's the thing. Nobody has cars here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta get a little bit more creative with I that. I was say, what do you do to people in, in when you're in an urban location when you really want to just be mm. petty? You give them the wrong meeting room. Mm. <laughs> Replace that... the sugar with salt. Oh no, that's te- ooh, that's terrible. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, so yes, like I said, we're here episode 11. Um, I don't think we have any listener comments or anything, right? Cool. So I'm just actually going to go ahead and enter. That's not cool. I, uh, oh. No, you, y'all need to send in listener comments yeah. and letters. Are you talking about, our, is it our listeners that are trying you? Is this why you're just here right now? Did that just touch a sensitive subject? I mean, maybe there are no questions. Maybe we've answered all the questions up until now, nah, and perhaps today's topic will cause. There's somebody out there going through some something. I mean, well, I see you ask Dr. Phil. Like, oh, it's all right. Yeah. Well, anyway, we have another guest today. Um, this we don't really. We this don't guest really is a little guess. bit more close to home, so that part is great. As you guys know, I'm not really a guest. She's not really a guest. It's kind of like she's just the roommate that doesn't speak. So, as you guys know, we can't do this show on our own. Um, it's more than just Simi and Karina and I. Um, we actually have some great help from our producing production team um, on this show. Actually, Orlando, you might as well say hi since we're gonna go ahead and introduce Amber, but we have Orlando who helps us out on the producing side. Usually he's here to make me second guess all of myself. Go ahead and say hi. 
and look at me crazy and wonder why we get into <laughs> arguments and, and, and banter matches all the time. Say hello. Hello, guys. <laughs> Wonderful. And then today's not so guest, but kind of is a guest because she has a lot of experience on today's topic is Miss Amber Jackson herself. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, she's definitely here. Side eyes over here. She's really like part of like the main reason besides Karina that we even have this podcast. So Amber, welcome to the show. Hello. Good to I mean actually I'm always here, so that's not that's not a thing. You are always here, but I'm sure it's going to be nice to get your perspective. Um, do you want to give a quick rundown about yourself, and then we'll dump into that dope-ish? Sure. I don't know what to say. So about me, I work in advertising. I specifically work in the account management discipline. I love what I do. I'm a digital social person. That's my passion. That's where I like to spend my days. I don't know. Um yeah, so that's essentially what I do on a day-to-day. On a day-to-day basis, basis, she's out here just slaying for all the advertising gods. Come and on, we're man. so thankful to have you on the team. And we're so happy you agreed very last minute to be our fourth voice of reason today. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right. Um, so let's get into that's dope. Um, who wants to start? Is it do, I? Do, do I sure. have to? Okay, fine. So my dope-ish for this week um, is probably going to be, I guess by the time you guys hear it, it's going to be a little bit late, but I still think it is important to give credit where credit is due. Airbnb has been in the news a lot over the last few months, um, especially with their diversity, um, I guess diversity situations, because some of them are initiatives, some of them are, um, what did they have? I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Why can't I think of a word? I'm not exactly sure what. Scandal! Jeez! (laughs) Damn it, Shonda! I need you back here so I can think of the word. Some of it's been scandal. Um, But I think what I like about Airbnb is their acknowledgement of their scandal, um, their issues around diversity and their their hosts, um, and people just feeling alienated from the brand and deciding without necessarily having a whole bunch of people having to protest, shout out to all the people that are out there trying to make change, but it looks like, or at least it seems like on this side, that Airbnb is doing their best to make change, social change on their own without being asked to do so. Um, For those of you that subscribe to Airbnb, you may have received an email the week of September, what was last week? September 5th? Thursday or something. Yeah, it came out like September 9th or 10th um, that Airbnb basically did their own internal investigation of their um, diverse practices in in renting to, or sorry, their hosts renting out to um, Airbnb users. And basically they, they just admitted like, guys, we suck. We had some really foul stuff going on. There were, we had a lot of uh, hosts that even though that they said they were equal opportunity um, home sharers, they actually weren't. And that we did alienate a lot of people and made a lot of people feel bad. And this is what we're gonna do to make change moving forward. Um, I don't know about you guys, uh, in a world where you damn near have to like (laughs) throw chairs through windows at your favorite brand to get them to acknowledge your pain and to acknowledge your 
you know, just wanting to feel like a human. I think Airbnb has gone way out of their way over the last six months with their um, equality initiative, internal initiative that they had with, um, obviously, with this investigation and even with speaking out against, or sorry, for Black Lives Matter. So they're doing the damn thing. I'm going to continue to use them um, unless I find something cheaper. Um, <laughs> and yeah, shout out to them. And, and then I think Eric Holder, Attorney General is like on their staff. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> about the, big guns. the only other thing you could do is just have Beyonce as your CEO, and then like you're just killing it. But you know, I mean, that's wishful Didn't thinking. Yeah, that's just wishful thinking. Whatever. Well, I'll, I'll just piggyback off of that because um, my dub thing for the week is inclusive, Did which you is. Just not let me finish. Oh, are you not done? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm done there. I I'm was, sorry. but you didn't even give me like a half second to breathe. I've been cutting people <laughs> off all day. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I've been really hard. I'm finished. I had communicated with humans today. Um, yeah, I mean, this may have been my dope thing before, but you just reminded me when you were talking about Airbnb. Um, the new, um, it's not even out yet, but they're basically coming out, which is inclusive with two ends, and they're basically going to be oh, Airbnb. This is the Airbnb competitor. Yeah, the I competitor about this, that yeah. is um, their whole point is like basically for everything that Airbnb just admitted, mm-hmm. they're basically building a new Airbnb, well, Air, a bed and breakfast service from the ground up that is supposed to be inclusive. <laughs> nice pun e name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they're they're basically building their service around inclusivity. Um, so yeah, they. I think they just like got invited to the White House yeah. because of what they're doing. So, hey, that's my dope thing for the week. I didn't have a dope thing, but you just reminded me about them. So you are welcome, yeah, Simeon. Very... I'm always here to help. So mine's a little bit different. Um, it's kind of giving a shout out to the one and only RuPaul. Yeah, um, queen, come yes. through. Um, if you are a fan of the show RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul just won, I don't want to say his, should I say his? Yeah, his first Emmy um, at the Creative Emmy Awards um, in LA last night. So shout out to him. It's a win for the best reality TV host. I feel like that's a good, sorry, go ahead. RuPaul's been in the game since the 90s. So I'm surprised he just won the award now, but congrats to him and keep being a legend. The Emmys were last night. Sorry? The Emmys were The Creative Emmy Awards. Still an Emmy. That's so dope. I've been, I mean, I love RuPaul. I actually used to get in trouble for watching uh, the RuPaul show when RuPaul had a talk show, like, in the 90s or whatever. But I definitely (laughs) used to go out of my way to make sure that I could sneak and watch because I just, I love it. Like, who else taught you to work? You better work. Cover girl, work it girl, give a twelve. Yes. What? That was just the best. Anyway, small tangent. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so that's it for dope ish. Obviously, um, we really did. We obviously wanted to have questions or comments, but for those of you that may be listening, if you have any questions, any questions whatsoever, if they're about, I don't know, what's going on at work, what are our views on something going on in the industry, what are our views going on politics how do we feel about the weather make sure you reach out to us at askmixedcompany at gmail.com that's a-s-k-m-i-x-e-d-c-o-m-p-a-n-y at gmail.com and yeah now it's time for us to go ahead and jump into our 
uh, segment. All right, so it's time for a hot topic, and this one should be um, pretty relevant to just about anybody. I don't think it actually even matters what industry you're in. It is, that's my drum roll, conference season. So all of you that live to get out of work um, for a day or two to go and learn, air quotes, network, air quotes, just kidding. But basically, well, maybe I'm not kidding. But for those of you that do enjoy going to um, have the opportunity to learn more about your industry, learn about trends that are happening um, and network, this is definitely the season for you. Um, every year, the who's who in communication in the communications <laughs> industry basically come together um, at several conferences and seminars to network, share, learn, um, and just kind of discuss the latest that's going on with thought leadership as it pertains to their, um, I guess, their their piece of the business. So. I mean, that's nice and all, but at the end of the day, who doesn't like free drinks, happy hours, parties, Snoop Dogg, whatever. Because he's, yo, I'm, if, I swear, he's been at like several AOL, con- like, maybe I shouldn't have said, whatever, I don't he work for AOL. Yeah, so he's always over, at, he's always at an AOL party. I don't know, like, that's a real job that he has, and, and you know, kudos to him true. for keeping it funky or whatever. But yeah, it's conference season, and those are some of the things that you'll see. Right now, what's coming up, um, Ad Color's coming up, Advertising Week is coming up, the 3% Conference is coming up, the ANA Marketing Conference is coming up. Outside of the industry, you also have the Congressional Black Caucus that's coming up. Like People are out here and they're traveling and they want to know what's going on and they want to see, be seen, and bring back more information to talk to their teams about. So. With the industry's conference season soon to begin, actually by the time you guys get to hear this, we're totally in conference season. How can someone in middle management use these conferences to their advantage? That's what we're going to be discussing today. What do you need to know to make it worth your while? Nothing. Well, why, do you, why, do you, why would you say that, though? So, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, I... No, these okay. like like there's, conferences there are, are definitely there, there are things you can get from it. Obviously there's like to your point, right? Like although I get a lot from partying. I don't know about you, but I learn a lot about just socializing. Partying? Yeah. Oh. From just socializing in general, like there is a there is a learning to that. But I think conferences are real. Um they're interesting. I think I, it's worth it. And you're getting that learning that you wouldn't get anywhere else and you're meeting with people that you would nest like minded people, people at that, yeah. you know? Right, right, right. And honestly that's why we have Amber here today. Right? Hey. And and <laughs> not to put Amber on the spot, but I'll just be honest with y'all, it took us a good like twelve hours to convince Amber that we just need her voice and perspective on the show. She's literally red right now. Um because no, she's, not. she's like, what if I'm red? That's I mean, that's a brown person. I turn red right all the time. I turn red right all it the takes time. A lot I get really embarrassed. But like, I understand that, like, you know, you like to be behind the scenes. But I mean, we've been calling her the homecoming queen in here for like a day now, and it's real because Amber, this is your, this is your lane. I've been to a few conferences in my lifetime. Simon has been to. <laughs> A couple in his lifetime. Right. Karina. Just events. Events. I haven't been to any in a while. I mean, it's been a while, right? But like you, ma'am, this is your scene. Wear the crown. 
Wear it. Be the homecoming queen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I I love conferences and I go out of my way to go to conferences, whether that means spending my own money, spending somebody else's money, <laughs> meaning getting someone to sponsor money. me. Um, I'm the type of person that plans for those things, so I know when they're coming up. I'm trying to plot how to get off of work, not to take a PTO day. Um, but I think when you talk about benefiting from conferences, I really think it comes down to it is what you make it because it could be a really great experience, right? Because you, you went all out and you did whatever you came there to do, but it could also be a really bad experience because you stayed in your box and you stayed in your corner and you right. stayed with your comfortable people. So, and I've definitely been on both sides of the spectrum. There's times where I'm like, I'm just not feeling it today. And that's, you know, that's where I take an L. But then there's also places where, I mean, if you really extend yourself and you go out of your comfort zone, I, I think that you, you're gonna benefit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's definitely a good point because one of the things, and I don't know, um, I'm off today. But one of, one of the things that I always think about when I think about conferences is, you know, you you have like the industry leaders there, and I've always like questioned like why you give away your your best secrets. But for me, the way that I like it, I go well, you're kind of like giving these people are giving their secrets and everyone's kind of like taking it in mm. and I kind of use it as my like opportunity to pivot. So it's like you're yeah. giving all these That's people smart. like this, this is what you should focus on for like the next six months to a year and then my brain kind of goes, well, that's cool. I get it. I like that. But I think we should like, like what else can I do that's like different from that knowing that everybody's going to be going sure. in that direction and if the game is like advertising is about being competitive and being having a strategy so that gets you to like find gaps like yeah. what aren't we discussing that's totally obvious thanks Kai I think that's no I mean I think that's a good point no, no. I, I want to go back to like the secret thing because this is a, a real a real conversation that I had um, a few days ago where somebody was like well, why would somebody, it was, it was in regards to like giving away free workshops and mm -hmm. essentially workshops and events and conferences and things like that. You totally are giving away secrets, but the reality is they're not secrets, right? Right. I like to think about it as creating a safe space. <coughs> it's creating a safe space. Look, I want us to partner together and how can you trust me if we're not being transparent? Also, I'm only giving you the, the spoken word about it. Somebody still has to execute it. Right. Like everybody's not gonna take everything they hear. I mean, some people have and some people will, but the majority of people are not gonna take what they hear from, I don't know, um, CEO over at, at YNR and mm -hmm. be like, I'm gonna go start my own on agency. <laughs> but what it's gonna make you feel like, what it does for most people is it makes them feel like, hey, that's inspiring. I like what I heard. You seem to have a clear, actionable plan. People will buy into your brand more, whether it's from a consumer level uh -huh. or from a resource level, and they want to work for you. Uh -huh. And that, to me, are you on me because you're yeah. ready to go? Are you are you waiting for your time to speak? Is that what this is? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I'm, I'm trying to sit here and wait. Like, People are people are basically going to buy into you more if they feel that they are on your same wavelength, and that's why it's like it's not giving away your secrets. Nobody's okay. gonna start an agency. So we were, a, we were having we were we were having a conversation. Yeah, I'm finished. 
I'm sorry, I've been cutting you off all day. Um, so we were having a conversation before we started about everyone calling everyone creatives and people being empowered to like own these titles. I feel like that's what conferences do. Like they empower people to feel, and it's not everyone, but certain people, but they empower them to feel a certain way and then these people go and come back to, and this is off topic, but these people come back into the office and they start repeating what they heard at these conferences verbatim yeah. and yeah. they just basically make everything a shit show. Because they're That's inspired. not a shit show. <laughs> Listen. It's, how is it a shit show? That's inspiration. Because if you're, you're just repeating it, like, so like what I was saying before, you talked about, I was, I didn't articulate it very well about filling the gaps, but mm. these people, they come back and they, <laughs> this is fucked. <laughs> what, bro? We're just we're I'm waiting. I'm, I'm actually waiting. <laughs> I was like, I feel like you're about to like go on a whole long tangent about like your dissatisfaction I, I, with these I, events. I, I was about to go on a tangent. I'm sorry. I, mean, I digress. But you know, you make a good point about applying what you've learned. That's 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 the point that I I have no words today. Um, you got the words, just not the. I feel like people come back and they apply what they learn at these conferences really no, weird. But it goes back to like what it is what you make of it. I'm a jerk today. I'm sorry. But it's how dare these how dare people go and learn stuff and bring it back to work and apply it so to make themselves better. Don't you know we got things to do like create? Creators can't create if you out here learning. Be quiet. I'm sorry. But, I, but I, you do raise a good point about regurgitating information and actually taking a learning and, and yeah, I mean when I go I don't. I've never been to like ad week stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm trying to jump on the wagon, but um, I go to these events to sharpen my skills. Mm -hmm. So something that I'm like, oh, I should apply that to my job, or oh, I should apply that to my relationship. I mean, the most, the best conference or event, whatever I've been to this year is the other festival. What's that? And um, it's right. new. That sounds like some new shit. <laughs> right, it sounds anti-establishment, which I'm... It sounds anti other, yeah, which I'm, yeah. my interest. Continue. So the other festival is new. Um, I think it was this, this was their first year or second year in New York. And it's for women. And it features entrepreneurs, um, people in the industry, people in the media industry. Their, one of their keynotes was Naomi Campbell. And shut up. Yes. Come on, sister girl, bird. <laughs> I love her. And the format for it's basically it's a whole day session. You come in, you sit, you do some yoga in the beginning, and then they go into their sessions you back to back to back. You, you did yoga, yoga with Naomi like, Campbell. Well, no, you do the yoga to center your mind. I also. But did you do it with Naomi Campbell? No. To clear your mind. Can, let me continue. Sorry. Um. So the layout of each. I was just trying to session. see if she was bending it over and you were in the room. Oh, wait, oh, sorry. Oh, man. Sorry. Just keep going. Don't pause <laughs> on them. Anyway, right. the format oh, of edit, the you festival. You can edit that out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you say the real off day for you. Anyway, um, the format of each session is they do a 20-minute um, talk with the moderator, and then you can actually come up and ask the person questions. Oh. So you have a Q and A portion. That's awesome. That is cool. No, I like that. that. So you learn cool. a lot, and I feel like when I went there, I actually learned something as opposed to you know the moderator has their questions and it's the same old questions. Mm -hmm. But when you have participation, you're like, oh, I actually learned something new, or I didn't really know. I haven't really heard Naomi Campbell speak 
Not many people have. Yeah. This is a new phenomenon, and in the best way possible. She's been doing uh -huh. a lot. Um, I don't think she's clearly not a retired model, but in in her mature times, how do you say older age without making her sound old? Oh. She's not. This lineup. She's is just dope. been doing a lot of great things, especially yeah. with like public speaking and and women empowerment. And she's no longer throwing cell phones at her assistants' <laughs> heads. So like, it's I'm just glad she's turned over this leaf. This right, and it, I've got to learn about her in a different light because. She was like, there are times I've been in a room and even though she was this amazing accent? model, supermodel, she had it she knew that she was earning Same less than some accent. of her competitors. As sometimes when I've walked into the room and I've been the only supermodel, just beautiful and standing there and gorgeous and nobody thought I had anything to say. <laughs> it wasn't pity, because she didn't never talk in the pity voice. <laughs> I love that. She's like, there are times that I had to just take a job because I she could see beyond the money that it would be something of a legendary status. And but I think you bring up a good point in that, I mean, like some of the things, Kai, that you brought up at the beginning are these like standard kind of cookie cutter. You see them all the time. They happen every single year. A million bajillion people go every single year. But looking at the conferences that are outside of the box, looking at the ones that mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. brand new, I mean, one, you're gonna get a cheaper ticket. Sure. You know, two, you're gonna get a different type of conference experience. Like you're talking about this variety of speakers, right? Yeah. Versus this this standard yeah. kind of. I went to advertising week and saw the CEO of like every agency ever ever. Okay, that's great, but you got this <laughs> awesome like mix and different perspective right. and this unique experience that you couldn't get at an advertising right. week or you couldn't get at an ANA. And that I mean, those are beneficial too, but I think you can also learn from these new kind of things that mm -hmm. are coming up where the ticket is $15 or $50 or, right. you know, whatever it is because, you know, the next yeah. year's going to go up anyway. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, well, I, well I, <laughs> she was really sorry. <laughs> she was just ready to go. I will speak now. Think, um, no, but uh, one thing I wanted to add is that when you go to these different formats, when I see a CEO of an ad agency, sometimes I feel like, okay, he can, usually it's a he, sorry to say, but like, it, oh, it was attainable for him. And mm -hmm. the advice that he gives is, I don't feel as applicable to me. And when I went to this other festival, I felt like everything that was said in each session, even though it, I may have not signed up for the topic, if I, if I had the chance to, mm -hmm. instead of just doing back to back, I felt like everything, I got something where I can say, I, that goal is attainable for me. Right. I may not be will be a supermodel, but I could be ahead of this of a, of a corporation or whatever. Were there men here? No. Yeah, this lineup is actually pretty dope. What's it called? Let's make sure. We well, put the other the other festival. Yeah, the other festival. Dot, Let's make sure we put com. that link for people. Like um, next year. Yeah. I I would have definitely liked to hear some of these women speak. Here's. They ballers. Here's a question. So what other conferences, events, and everything has everybody been to? And I don't want to limit it to just, like, industry. I think that there are other ones that we could benefit from. So, I mean, I've, I've done a few of the Advertising Week events. It's been a while since I've, like, purchased an Advertising Week pass and, like, gone to, a, like, multiple events. But I've, I've done Advertising Week, and it's entirety before Oof. yeah of like like All you just them. yeah like you just buy the pass and you like go to 
the events that you want to want to go to. Like I haven't done it since like I did a full transition into advertising. Like when I was looking to like transition from media into advertising, I was at all the events trying to like network and meet people and learn what everybody was talking about. That's cool. I used to do a lot, um, specifically in college, I, I was always at conferences. I mean, I still do events now. Um, from a woman's perspective, there was the NOW conference, and I think the last one I went to, Lord Jesus, might have been 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe it was in, it was in Philadelphia. But I, <laughs> I met Donna Brazil for like a good maybe 15 seconds, and literally I just had two questions as she's walk, power walking to her next workshop, and um, it was really just you know regular questions oh my gosh you know how do I become how do I get taken seriously blah 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 and just you know having that kind of interaction with people of a certain level that you see on TV especially now you know she continues to right. to kind of advocate not kind of to advocate for the DNC or whatever you know that's awesome and I and I didn't I hadn't even gotten into college at that point I was still like a senior in high school so having that interaction was great um, in college, I went to Congressional Black Caucus um, a couple times. Um, and then um, for anybody that's familiar with Women in Entertainment Empowerment Network, um, they, I don't know if they still have it, I believe. I know they definitely have an academy right now. They had a conference that's basically, you know, it talked about how to build your wealth as a woman of color, how to, get into the industry, um, into the entertainment and communications industries as women um, and women of color. And I got a lot out of those. When I did go to those kind of conferences, I did get a lot out of those. I was able to connect and reconnect with people. Um, that would honestly be very helpful to my career now. Um, mm -hmm. So there were things like that. I've also put on panels of my own, like in the front, right. from a small standpoint, you know, like yeah. not necessarily on a big level, but even having the opportunity to convene with your peers on a smaller level is not just beneficial to you, it's been beneficial to them. So I find mm -hmm. use out of it. To be honest, I I mean, I have a memory of a goldfish, so I can only remember what I did this year, but I in my diversity program when I first got introduced to advertising, our holding group would have a lot of their own events and I would attend that. But now, mm -hmm. being with a new agency that's more, I don't know. Anyway, they, they host a lot of events. So I've been trying to attend that or find a way to attend that. Um, and they ho host things at their agency. It's just tough for me to go during like business hours. Well, that's also, and you, yeah, I think you raise that. a good point because a lot of agencies don't really make accommodations for you to mm -hmm. go to these events mm -hmm. it's because and a lot of them happen during work hours yeah. um, and that's kind of an issue because then I guess I feel like a lot of them want you to use your vacation time to Sorry, attend these events I, yeah I will say yeah. this though for my agency if they host the event they will put it out there that you can, it. yeah, they sponsor it, like you could go. Because you're in the building. Or it's in the building. <laughs> like, right. What kind of Or they will sponsor that? you to go, but you know, you would, you would have to have some takeaway. You can't just sit there and gather all the, eat all the free food. I just got to the point where I just stopped asking for permission. 
and I just left and went to these events and then you just come back to the office. That's why you have email on your phone. Well, I think also you kind of have to think about is it worth the PTO day? Because sometimes it is. Like, what are you using these days for anyway? What? I mean, okay. First of all, okay, hold on, hold on. Y'all may not have saw my face, but it was definitely that side, that side eye emotion. Okay, these are like travel explorer people i'm one of those people that like hoard right. my days and and take like two out like i never use my days but yeah, you don't need to talk about that <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm trying to work on it but i i've definitely used my pto days for Do you not spend some of your money conferences um I, but I, also there's 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 definitely ways like from what simeon's saying you know kind of skip out take an hour right. come back i mean you you're able to do that. I think as long as you're able to get your work done, why not? I mean, um, the re- that's isn't that the reality of advertising? Yeah. Like, you don't need to be at your desk yeah. to do things. But everyone's not afforded. Like everyone's not afforded that privilege. Not everyone. Yes. I mean, you and not everyone to, knows how to sneak it either, Simeon. That is also a skill if you are in an air in in a position where people might be looking over your shoulder. Everyone yeah. can't just say, oh, I went to the roof. I mean, I think you have to look <laughs> Knowing damn well they never yeah, came that's into a, the that's office. A real thing. Everyone can't do that, Simeon. No, I think it's about room. the culture. It's, it's about the culture of your company. Yes. Right, yeah, that's true too. I mean, you have to feel, mm-hmm. and it's also about the position that you're at within your company, I think as well. I have a question. What are some ways, because to everyone's point here, like, we definitely can get a lot out of these conferences and sometimes PTO days aren't necessarily afforded or PTO PTO days are the only option that somebody may give you off the bat. What are some um, justifications or how can you justify to your employer or your manager or your supervisor that not only um, is going to this conference or this event going to help me, but it's also going to help you? Like, how do you guys explain that or how would you explain it? I never tried to. I think I asked once, and they told me no, and then I just snuck out. All right, anybody else? <laughs> it anybody else? You have to survey your team. So my team now, they're all about it because my agency is about doing that outside learning, like mm-hmm. getting those takeaways so you can be a better employee. They have, they even have their own mini conference, so you, just for you to be better. So it really depends on your agency, but it depends on your boss. You, you could have that person who peers off over your shoulder and like, where are you going? But, but then you can also have someone who understands the value of learning outside and how it can better improve you and not only improve you, but improve the team as well. Mm-hmm. So that makes it easier to ask. I mean, to finesse it, it's showing that going to these conferences or events is going to be relative or is relative to the work you do now and that you can transfer whatever you take away from wherever you go conference or event to your work that Mm -hmm. you're doing now i think to piggyback on top of that before you even get to that point make sure that you're in good standing with your company don't ask for nothing if you ain't doing nothing and your work make sure your work is done (laughs) your time like if you're if you're not showing up if you're coming in late if your work isn't premium if you're not doing a good job don't don't expect something from your company i mean even if that's just time off that's not a pto day to me i don't i 
you're not even doing the job I pay you for, and now you want me to pay you and not while you're not in here. You know, I, mm, that's, damn. That's, so that's I think real. that's the first step, like be in good standing with your job, mm-hmm. and then once you're there, then you do the stuff that Karina's talking about. Mm-hmm. You do a survey of the conference, you look at the the things that are on the schedule, you look at the speakers, how does that work with your account, how does that work with your company. Yeah. I had to I had to do it recently and I'm not gonna lie it was it was hard and it was really frustrating because to me I'm, I'm thinking like why can't you just see the value of this but I literally had to pitch my own company the value of doing these things that I thought should just be inherently understood this is a benefit mm-hmm. but I had to I had to look at the values of the company. I had to look at their goals. It mm-hmm. wasn't about me. Exactly. It is for me, but it's not for them. They I don't care. <laughs> it's about them. So what am I going to bring back? What can I bring back to my client? What can I bring back to my company? And if I can't sell that, then I'm not going. And that's- I would always, I would also always suggest, like, if you really want to go, offer to put on a workshop, an internal workshop. Yep. Yeah. If not just for your team def- or your agency, definitely for the client. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the client pays the bills, so if it benefits the client, and by at the end of the day, it benefits the team. Um, and if they're not messing with, <laughs> if they're not messing with it, even though you know it brings added value, then <laughs> this is one of those times that you probably need to consider whether or not this is the place for you for a long mm-hmm. a long period of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's really because a lot of people just say like, I can't go because I have to work, and it's like. But you also need to grow. Where is the professional development? But I think you made a good point, Kai, in that it is a balance. Like, yes, I have to do something and bring it back to this company, right? But you should also be at an at a company that's willing to invest in you, um, in your career. So if you're constantly getting the no, if you're, like, getting a free ride and they're still like, uh-uh, girl. Like, I mean, maybe that's something to evaluate, too. Are you at a company that's willing to invest in you? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. As well. And it's hard to like to show the value because I've had bosses who like who you could see they don't say it but you can see it where it's like, Well, I didn't have to go to these conferences and I'm getting my promotions and I'm doing just fine. Everyone just right. can't skate by in life though. Hey! I'm sorry that you actually didn't have to do any work. Like, let me stop being smart. <laughs> I actually, honestly, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real. I don't believe that anybody that has not had to go outside of their four walls of their organization um, to learn something new is is really like growing. Mm. Like, yeah. and, and and there's there's I think there's a difference between growth and promotion. Usually, like best case scenario, they go hand in hand. But you should be able to grow as a professional regardless of if you're being recognized for it's the recognition that retains you it's the promotion and the monetary um uh incentive that retains you it's the growth that allows you to go anywhere else and do what the hell you do and do it better for somebody else because they're willing to invest in you so and, and i've heard that in the past also well i didn't have to go and blah 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 yeah but are you your best professional like are you really that good at what you do if if cnn came here right now and asked you your viewpoints on best practices for x y and z (laughs) do you have your own perspective and quite frankly i feel like if you don't why are you here besides getting a check and maybe that's the only reason you're here and that's fine too but be clear that's where we differ the check versus the the growth Mm -hmm. so so let's talk about this 
you get to the conference and Amber, I really want to hear how you do this because <laughs> because you had your notes you, ready for last episode. Well, because <laughs> you sometimes know how to put like you. I I think that you're really good. With, you have really good presence in a room of people that you come across as a person that people need to speak to. When you get to the conferences, what do you do? Like for those for for the people on this side of the table, and that's. Everybody but Amber. For <laughs> the people on this side, the people on this side of the table, not next to Amber, or that aren't Amber, where <laughs> having starting up conversations with people at at um, conferences or events may be a little bit difficult. Like, and I've gotten better at it, people. So I'm not necessarily talking about me 100%. But how do you strike up conversation? How do you kind of get into the groove of networking and learning? I mean, honestly, to me, I think it starts before you get to the conference. So, for example, when I went to Ad Color my first year, sometimes I, I just know myself and I know how I can be. Sometimes I'm really personable and bubbly and I love to talk to people. And then other times I'm not in the mood and I just don't want to do it. I'm going to sit at the food table and, like, eat off the trays and I'm not talking to anyone. I mean, I think we all have those days. So I think you Some of the people <laughs> at this table have those days more often than others, right, Sibian? Oh, wow. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Quite, but quite often. Really? I'm having one of those days today. Right. I think there's two things that you have to do before you get there. I think first is you have to be mentally prepared. So the first time I went to Ad Color at the Ad Color Future, I mean, I constantly said to myself, I was like, Amber, this is what you're going to do, and this is what you're not going to do. Mm. So I mentally prepared myself. I'm like, you're going to talk to everyone and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. So I mentally prepared myself um, so that I didn't come in with an attitude or I didn't, you know, not talk to people. That wasn't the mission and the goal and the purpose for me to be there. Do you stalk people online before you go? Um, Not necessarily. But I, I guess I don't. Ad color is a different bucket because it's mm. a lot of the people that you see on the day to day. And then I think on top of it, if it's not the people you see day to day, it's the people you hear about mm. day to day. You know what I mean? It's those people that are always kind of like buzzed about. Right. Um. So there was there was that piece, and then I think the second piece is be prepared to be dressed like dressed. Like you need to feel confident in what you're wearing and you need to you need to feel good about it because I can't walk in and own a room if I don't feel good about my outfit and if it's not comfortable. But if I know like my outfit is on point and not only on point, but no offense, I know it's better than everybody else's in the room. Like I'm gonna walk in like I own the freaking place and I'm gonna smile at everyone and I'm gonna be in my heels and I'm gonna whatever, flip my new weave, though, you know, I don't have, I don't have that, but you know what I mean, I know. you know what I mean. So I think Your figurative two, weave, we all have a figurative weave here and again. Those are the two things that I do before I get to a conference so that I'm set up for success. So essentially just like building your confidence, like however yeah. you do that. Be prepared, just be prepared, and yes, have your whatever you need to do to get your confidence like on that level for me that's having like a really nice outfit a dress the makeup the shoes whatever it is at least two drinks a minimum there you go but if that's if that's what you know you need to do i mean if if that's what you have to do to loosen up right that's i I mean i don't think that's a bad thing what was the question you just asked 
You just asked the question. Oh, did she stalk people on LinkedIn? Yeah. I do. But I think you should look up people. Oh, I, I definitely, definitely like. Do. Like I haven't like what else am I gonna talk to you about? dived into a conference like that in, in a long time, but I definitely like stalk people. Like I see them like especially like the um uh the one club when they do their registration for mm-hmm. like here are all the black people, where are all the black people and ever you can see all the people who are going. Yeah. I just basically go on LinkedIn and I go on Facebook and I see who I want to know and who I don't (laughs) and that's the thing that I would say too is like have your LinkedIn app like ready I don't like business cards I personally think they're really pretentious but then I feel really awful when I don't have one to give you Mm. but I just think the LinkedIn app is just the solve for everything you can just find them right there and add them I also find that to be I actually do find that to be a little bit more um productive like I, I like to carry cards because I feel like you know like it's it, it's, it's a way to have. signal yeah, for yeah, me yeah. it's it's more of like a way to sing, signal the end of a conversation and the interest to continue forward right. yeah but I do find that I'm able to hold people a little bit more accountable if I open my LinkedIn app right then and there and be like so how mm-hmm. do I find you what's your name okay I just sent it and also hold yourself accountable too, cause right? You know, which is why I prefer cards, cards sometimes. It's like but, four but weeks this? later, you got your cards up. And look, if I if I give a card instead, if I give a LinkedIn, like I have to hit you back. I don't yeah. have an excuse. Yeah. Sometimes, and this is just because sometimes you know I'm not the best Kai I can be. I may not. I may just want to end the conversation. So I don't necessarily want to hit you back. But that's not that's neither here nor there. That's just because I'm weird and I don't like everyone. But yes, LinkedIn makes you it keeps you more account. It, it holds everybody accountable. You, do you, I, I don't feel like that. That I don't. No, I don't know. I don't feel like oh. LinkedIn holds people accountable because it's it's kind of generic at this point. Like your your LinkedIn is filled with people. Who, if I'm standing in front of you and I said I sent it to you and I'm waiting on you. What to does accept that mean? It? Like you accepted the LinkedIn request, so now what? Well, no, now you can't say, if you don't respond to me and I see you down the road, you can't be like, oh, I didn't see it. I know you saw it because I saw but you I think accept I, it. But I think at the end of the day, being LinkedIn friend, like there's a benefit to that because you get access to their yeah. network and you have access to them. So even if, let's say you link, you link with them and you don't talk to them for two years, but then you find out they're at a company that you're interested in, you can just type them up and find them right away versus going through the network so or this, like trying to add them and then they don't remember it's who not you are proof, but i do right. think that's and a step further from a business it, card yeah it's easier to keep tabs with someone especially if you and want stalk to strike, them <laughs> unless you want to strike up a conversation get coffee or see i just do facebook but not everybody wants i don't to want get everybody on my dad on facebook yeah Definitely well, not. I don't really put my business on Facebook. So. That's you. That's you. I got a whole my life with Kai going on. What you mean? Oh, okay. You think I want everybody I meet at a conference to see what I did in Vegas this weekend? Nope. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. What did you do in Vegas this weekend? <laughs> Didn't I just say I don't need everybody to know what I did in Vegas this weekend? <laughs> but you can see what the what type of stuff they're interested in, like if, especially right. if they're active on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh. I like the business card aspect as well because I like having that takeaway. And if I see it in my person, like, ooh, I need to respond to this person. But um, it's either or. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. both doesn't hurt. 
What I, else? Do I you mean, know? I just feel like LinkedIn is like whatever. Especially when you meet higher ups and they have to just like to be the anti. Like if the answer is yes, you're automatically (laughs) But here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. How often are you just on LinkedIn? I'm I'm on LinkedIn all the time. But we also like being in this industry. We actually also like advertising a little bit. (laughs) Well I like advertising. Do you? I like the theory of advertising. Okay. (laughs) I rest my Yeah, I'm I'm rarely ever on LinkedIn. I like I go on LinkedIn when I get emails and it's like oh somebody's been looking at your profile I'm like all right who's who's looking at my profile? I like business cards as well because when you meet a higher up and they give you your business cards you have something to exchange back. That's that's here's the point the where thing. I feel bad thing. when I don't. Here's have the it. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, well I, I got bomb ass business cards, but here's the other, here's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Boy back. Boy back. Sorry. When you when you talk about events, right, especially these events where the higher ups are, mm-hmm. there are depending on how many people are at this event, but there are fifty to a hundred people who all have the same agenda as you, mm-hmm. giving their business card to the same people as you, mm-hmm. adding people on LinkedIn at the same time as you. Mm-hmm. And this is why I don't like put a lot of like social equity into those moments because you're easily forgettable. Especially if you say forgettable. <laughs> forgettable. <Copywriter>. Forgettable. <laughs> I'm not saying depend on it. You're gonna have a conversation with someone. You just want to do all that you can. <laughs> you want to. <laughs> I, the, the more I say it, the, the more, more it becomes. <laughs> we're, li- we're, slow, we're slowly pushing this into the Webster's Dictionary. Okay. Go ahead, finish. But you want to make everything, you want to do everything you can to secure that moment. Right. Here's the thing. What you're talking about is a guarantee. Nothing is guaranteed at these events. Nothing is guaranteed at these conferences. Right. Nothing is guaranteed when you meet people on the street. So what's the, what's the strategy? Right, it's strategy. It's all strategy, and and the strategy is to make me less forgettable <laughs> than the person before me. Than the person before me. So yes, like everyone is doing the same thing. What are you doing to make a difference? So the next question is, okay, besides exchanging business cards, besides forcing people to add you to their LinkedIn while they're in front of you and holding their glass of wine hostage until they do so, what else can you do to get people or to make yourself more memorable or to make people to make the to make the people that you want to uh get in contact with remember you it's a funny story because i can make it short why you want something to, you got something but, <laughs> but, but, but kai kai said in the last episode that i should just tell the story i like your stories go ahead but this is the story that this is the story that she's been waiting for. Oh, go for it. At the first. Oh, this one. <laughs> do, you, do you not want me to tell it? Yeah, no, I do. Go ahead. I feel like you've been waiting for this. You've been waiting for tell it. Tell the story, man. <laughs> this so, is this is what made him infamous. And in, yes, very very true. So at the first, where are the where are all the black people even? <laughs> which the topic was very clear were all the black people in advertising. I sat there and I listened to this diverse panel of 
senior professionals in this industry. It was like Dan Wyden, Jimmy Smith, two other white people I don't remember, um, and like some other dude who was like a junior, like sitting there and talking about why there aren't any people of color in the business and giving all these crazy excuses. But the excuse that kind of like drove me over the edge was um, the white woman who was on the plan on the panel said, before we can hire, before we can hire um, black people, like we need to learn how to live with them. <laughs> and so, live with them. yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah, this, continue. This, 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 this happened, right? So I'm like sitting there and I'm like shaking my leg. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe, I can't believe, like, I, I can't believe like this woman just said this in front of all these people on a panel with black people and like nobody is like really responding. And then a person who shall remain nameless, but um, industry person, she's like, well, if don't just sit there shaking your leg. Like if you if you're gonna if you, if you if you have something to say. So I told her, don't hand me that mic. Because if you hand me that mic, it ain't gonna be pretty. So she keeps saying, they need to hear your voice. They need to hear from you. Like this is who they're talking about you. And so she calls over the woman with the mic and she grabs the mic and she hands it to me and I was like, nah. And then she's like, stand up and say something. So I set up with the mic and I said, with all due respect, I respect everybody here up on this panel, but you're all full of shit. And then I kind of like blacked out after that. <laughs> all <laughs> you know, you woke up and... I, I, I woke up from this rant and everybody in the room was quiet and they were all staring at me. And then there was <laughs> the white woman who was, <laughs> who was, who had the mic, she's like, you need to give me the mic back now. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like standing there and she's like reaching for the mic and I was like, I'm not done. I was like, this, because this is, it had been like three days of like nonstop, like Karen crazy stuff from like senior advertising professionals. Mm -hmm. And then I just finally handed the mic back and I was like, mic drop. And then I sat down and everybody in the room was like, what the fuck? just happened but in that moment you talk about making like memorable <laughs> moments <laughs> you can also curse out a full room of people that don't are do it it's already been done and they won't respect it anymore um i mean that's only one conference there's like 55 no but million. like but but the reality of the situation is that was the day that i met most of my contacts because everybody mm -hmm. gave me their card Everybody was like, I want to have a they meeting with you. They didn't want you to go postal. They didn't want you to come back. I, I don't think <laughs> it was a matter of, I don't think it was, it was postal. Thanks I think it was, Snickers. I think it was more so like, it's also the reason why we're here. Like they're, everyone's so used to hearing one perspective. They're so used to hearing a filter perspective, sure. especially when you come where you're talking about professional matters that deal with professionalism. Like everybody's so used to things going through that filter before they hear it. They're not used to people like flying off the handle. And I'll tell you why though, but that's something that's taught. And Amber, you can let me know what you think about what I'm about to say. I feel like for those of us that have been to multiple conferences, events, networking sessions, workshops in our careers, or even before our careers, you're almost taught like the code or the dance right, that is code. networking. And 
what you how you're supposed to say hello and and how you're supposed to introduce right. yourself and it's it becomes very cookie cutter almost to the point where it's just like to your point it becomes very forgettable it becomes very monotonous <laughs> come on, it's just come on, never forgettable. Die. it won't never die never <laughs> die. I, I really do like it but no no like on some on some real shit like Oftentimes you go and it's like, hey, my name is Kai. I'm a senior digital producer and I do blah, blah, blah. And I worked on blah, blah, blah. And oh my gosh, it's just so nice to meet you. And it's like, that's not, that's, that's not, not necessarily, that's not always genuine. There are some times where it's like, I get really fangirled over meeting people and I really want to have that conversation. But that's not real. And to your point, I do think that there is something to be said by being open and transparent, but recognizing everybody's not going to respond to you with giving you their business card and basically allowing you to be that guy that cursed out a whole bunch of people and people laugh it off. Like, you got to do, I think there's a piece of it, like, you got to do what works for you. Some of us are a lot against the grain. And what I do find is, like, as younger people are coming into the industry, like, you see that they do the regular... I gotta have the black suit or the blue suit. The red tie, the blue tie. The white dress or the black dress. Firm handshake, manila folder with my resume in hand. And it's like, people kind of want to chill too. Like, what's Mm -hmm. the chill piece about it? Yeah. Amber. Amber, you can go. You can go. You're the best. No, but I was just gonna say, I definitely agree with Kai. I think you, especially when when you're in school and you're doing conferences, mm-hmm. they give you the do's and don'ts. They tell you what to wear, what not to wear, what to say, how to say it, so on and so forth. Stepford but I think, lives. But I think as you go through it, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, you find your own way. Like, Simeon's way is just to stand up and just say what's on his heart. No, that's not my way. But I mean, here's the thing. While you didn't do that intentionally, right. possibly, it wasn't you intentional. know, but in a way, that's the way of going about it. And it did. It brought you some attention. You but here, so so here, here's and just before you, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish. Speaking of Kanye, speaking of Kanye, I'm gonna let you But to that point, I've seen someone else do the equivalent of what I did, and people were like, "Nah, he was right. shunned." So like there. I believe it. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying like obviously that's a risky yeah. thing that takes a certain person, and you have to be eloquent with your words, and it has to be the time and the place and the people, Come and on, all the stars have to align. But I do think there's a point to going about it in the way that you go about it. So I've already said I like to have my outfit on point, and I'm the person that's going to pick the green skirt and get instead of the black one because that's one my personality, and two that's a way of standing out so I think you're right in that you have to find your own way of doing things Mm -hmm. but I also think I know we were having this conversation before that everyone does the same thing and doesn't really get great results but I think at least the same results everyone's not right but I don't I think if you come out of there with one two three like very authentic Mm -hmm. people that you've connected with that is enough you don't have to like 20 business cards doesn't equal one authentic like relationship or person that you met that you know for a fact you're going to call after and that one person is worth the day off or whatever you Mm -hmm. had to do to talk to your boss like you're not going to connect with everyone not everyone's going to be your friend not everyone's going to be on linkedin looking and checking for you not everyone's going to chase you around with business cards that's just a fact but if you can come out with one <laughs> contact, is amazing. you know what I mean? Yeah. If you come out with that one person, 
I think that it's made valuable. that experience yeah. worth it. So let's talk about, so that's a good way to kind of transition into the next question. With like, what do you go to these conferences to look for? And I think that that kind of varies depending on mm-hmm. what staging your career you are. If you're looking to get into an industry, you're probably not looking to have the same experience as somebody that's been in an industry for a handful of years. What do you guys think, like, at at a novice level, what are you looking, what should you be looking for? And at our level, what what is, is a successful, what does a successful experience look like? So when, when I did that curse out session, my You're goal. You're the only person I know that can cuss people out and come out with a handful of friends. You're the <laughs> meanest person I know, and yet still the most popular person I have ever met. Continue. So, when that happened, I was looking for opportunities. And yeah, it's like, I mean, like that was the goal. It was like to find people to listen to my story and give me an opportunity to do whatever, 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 right? Now at this point, and then there was like a little point, like a little prayer where I was going to like, all right, cool, I wanna know what everybody's talking about. Because if I know what everybody's talking about, then I know how to like go against the grain and have a perspective that differs from everyone else and whatever, whatever, right? Not very articulate. But now I think it's kind of like Comeback 360. It's about opportunities. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily about me quitting my job today, Mm -hmm. but it's about like, all right, cool. If my network, having a diverse network allows me to say like, all right, cool. If I'm looking to go over there, I may know someone who works over there or know someone who, Kai's patting her. I did. I did. <laughs> no, I like that. I did. This was a silent moment. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's definitely about it's definitely about building the network at this point, and it's n- not even necessarily about the job. Mm. But there's something about, and this kind of oh, we just keep having these conversations that build on each other. But we've talked about the mentorship. We've right. talked about friend to foe, like these. Now it's it's really about building that network, and mm. it's about n- not necessarily finding mentors, but finding people that you can have conversations with that you learn from. Yeah. So I go and I look for interesting people. If I don't find interesting people, then I just leave. I think now, <laughs> peace out. But I think <laughs> none of these people in here are worth my time. I'm I mean, out. <laughs> But that's the reality. It like you can do. Yeah. There's so many other things. Like it's like we live in New York. Like let's let's be real. Like there are other things. You're always interesting people. No. No, that's not true. <laughs> Don't ever l- tell that lie to yourself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. I think. Mm, back when I started like really wanting to go to these conferences and stuff like that, it was just meeting people. It, I didn't have a strategy to mm-hmm. it. Now it's. I do what Amber does. I do look at if the conference is worth going. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you are new to this, you anything that has ad in it, you want to go to it because you don't ever, you come with this idea that you never know who you're going to meet. But I wish I actually paid attention. And I wish that I would gauge if I wanted to go, depending on who I wanted to meet. So I wish I did that. Cause then so I would have a, people? Or you didn't stop. I people. didn't stop people. Oh. I was like, you know, you never know. I'll just go. Like that's you, the attitude I had. Do you think that's because you're from Florida and you just trust everybody? <laughs> Let's not digress. 
<laughs> but whatever. That's how I. That was, that was my attitude. Now it's do I I I would only go to places I've actually have probably heard of these people before because I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I do listen to read a lot of news and things like that. So if they're there, then that is something that attracts me because then I have something to talk about with mm-hmm. them. And most likely, I've had more successful sessions and su- successful would be like having their point of contact and keeping up with them or having the opportunity to keep up with them. Sure. Do, you, do you work out your talking points before you get there? No, I don't. Okay. But I know what I'm going to, I know what I'm going to compliment. Because you like to be complimented on. I know what I'm going to open up with. Your strategy is fast kissing. Did you get highlights? Oh my god, they frame your face. None of that shit. But like, if they were featured in like a magazine or they came out with a book and I read it or something, I have a talking point that's more, that has depth to it. Because everyone's going to be like, oh, that's a cool drink or whatever. They're going to try to break the ice some sort of way. But what makes you memorable is you actually know about them. Right. These higher ups, they don't. Some if they're successful, they don't sit at home, you know, watching Scandal. They they're doing things out there. Yeah. They're I, making their presence. They're making news about themselves. I have to say for that's, a reason. that's my Achilles heel. Like I I I have problems giving people compliments. You don't have to give a compliment. You just have to have something relative to talk to them about. Yeah. Okay. Other than their shoes. I feel like. When you're very really new nice in your career, I feel like your your goal, I, I think it's just access to me. Like, you're just trying to get there. Yeah. Like, you don't even know, like, exactly. said, like you don't I even agree. know what's there. You don't even know what it is. You don't know what it's about. You're not, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. You're just trying to get there. You just know it's a place you need to be. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it's going to be like once you get there. I think... Once you get to the point where you've been to a few and you understand what it is, I think that's the point when you get strategic and you get to this kind of middle management place where you know, like, kind of like Karina's like, I have a strategy. Like, here are my talking points about myself. Here are the people I came there to meet. Here are the questions that I have for them. These are the sessions I want to go to. This is when I'm going to take my break. Like, you have a strategy and you know what you came there to do. And a lot of times it's about networking and meeting the right people for whatever that is. And then I feel like when you get to the senior point mm-hmm. of your job, I mean, it's once again like promoting yourself, but in a different way because you're doing it from the stage. Mm-hmm. So you're promoting your business, you're promoting your brand, you're promoting your company, whatever it is, but you're you're doing it from the flipped perspective. You're not in the audience, you're on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like those are kind of the stages that you go through with yeah. this conference, like, type of thing I agree yeah I think if there's like if there's something that I could have told myself um when I started going to conferences and and kind of what I know now um I would have gone in with the expectation that like success for me was just learning up front and I'm not talking about as working I'm talking like as a college student high school student um, somebody maybe like a year or two into into the career, like go to learn as much as possible. And and maybe I might just be speaking from like um, an introverted perspective, but I felt initially that I needed to go and meet as many people as possible and get people to know my name. 
the problem was I also I wasn't building like a history of knowledge and building a perspective on the industry for myself so I feel like what I wasn't able to do was I, did, I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't have a perspective. Mm. I knew people with nothing to say. Mm. I think it's important, like, if you're, if you're just getting into this, use that as your opportunity to learn as much as possible. Totally. Talk to mm -hmm. whoever you need to talk to. Get whatever business cards you need to get, get in your pocket. But focus on learning. I think getting into, like, you know, two to five, six years in the industry, this is the point for you to start to build your network. And building your network isn't necessarily just finding people that work in your industry. It's who can you add value to and how can they add value to you? It's not always going to be just like, oh, well, I need a job, so I'm going to go talk to these people. No. Hey, to Karina's point, I just read your book. You know, I love this about it. Or I just looked at your website. Let You know, I'd love to sit down and talk to you, at, you know, if you need social media help, if you need... Um, somebody to whatever the hell you can offer them if it's your time if it's your energy if it's your money whatever you can offer to do that and also to find people that hey you know I have X Y and Z going on I really like your perspective on this this is what I'm kind of thinking about you know let's I'd love to get together to kind of chat about it and see if there's any way we could kind of like work together now mm -hmm. or in the future to Amber's point, I think there then becomes like a, another step or another few sets of steps where it's like now, you know, and this is way above my head, but like you're looking to promote yourself for accolades. Like you can't necessarily build, you can't build uh, an empire without having an army. So you need people that can advocate and, and what's in sponsor you outside mm -hmm. of the people that you work with. You also, you, we don't believe you. You need more people. It always yeah. goes back to that Jay Z adage. Bless his heart, <laughs> right? You need to you need to start promoting yourselves. And oftentimes, like people will start to feel like, oh, I don't want to talk about myself because I don't want to feel or I don't want people to think that like I'm selfish or like I'm all about myself. Or what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, narcissistic. Narcissistic, conceited, all of those yeah. words. And you know what? There are people that are going to think that, but this is a part of the strategy. The strategy is to build a brand that is bigger than you. You want people to know that you're really well-versed in all the things that you've learned over the years. You want people to know that, hey, other people that are really well-versed also know me, and here are the, here are the things that I want to accomplish yeah. in the future. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And that goes to your point with, like, once you're on the stage, once you, once you do become the person that's speaking on the panel, that you need to you need to be able to capture an audience and build mm -hmm. a following and thank God for social media, but there are, it's a little bit, I'm, I feel like it might be a little bit easier to do that. And then there's the mentorship part because you actually, there is a transition where like you go from being the person looking for other people to, to teach you the ways of the world or the ways of the industry. So as people are gonna come back and start asking you, hey, I wanna pick your brain about this. Hey, I really like your energy. To Simeon's point, you don't have to offer your time to everybody, but I will say, at least for me, I, I remember a whole a handful of times where I wanted to talk to people and I was not able to connect with them because for whatever reason, whether they weren't interested, they didn't have the time or whatever, to consider that when people come to you at these nah. conferences and they also want to pick your brain. I've seen a whole bunch of articles about reasons why I don't sit down with people when they just want to pick my brain. To your point earlier about this whole, 
you're giving away the secrets. These aren't secrets. These are things that you can Google right. and look look for in books. I think it's a way that you f- can finesse it. They are. Anyone can learn Adobe. Anybody uh, can, like those, those, but that's, that's, that's Anybody can learn how to skill. calculate revenue. That's Anyone can learn how to have conversations like these. You, I think it is important to give back. There's also that point where once you get to be that person on the stage, yeah. that person with accolades, that you should give back, whether it's to one person or a hundred people, to like be there for somebody else as they're stepping yeah. in their career. And I also think the thing about mentorship with me is you don't have to wait till you're on the stage, right? You can right. be that middle person that's helping the person who's just trying to get in the door. And I think one thing that I really like about Ad Color is their motto of rise up and reach back. And I really think they, yeah. I love that and I use it all the time. Well, because as you should. I, I think that's such a, and it's catchy, and it yeah. just, it, it it's like a nice little wrapper on that, it, because that's what you should be doing. It's very clear in the saying, so, right. yeah. But, Kai, you, maybe I misheard you, but um, I also feel like when you're, you're in those early stages, like, you should also be focusing on building your network. Like, and, and... And yeah, I, don't I just don't think it's, I don't think it's the priority. I don't think it should be the priority. So, yet. but here's, and maybe I'm just looking at this from a creative standpoint, because I realized earlier on that there were a lot of juniors that had strong networks that were peer-to-peer networks mm-hmm. that came in, and they were the ones who were like referring jobs to each other on a creative level because mm-hmm. their networks were like not necessarily networks that they made at events but like if you went to portfolio school sure. you came out with the network of right. peers and that network followed is, is following you throughout your career so like we're talking about like meeting people on a on a level where they can like refer you for a job like those networks can also start Yes, I agree. I I guess my, I mean, I started with saying like how you measure success when you go to these events. I don't necessarily Uh, think that that is, that should be your primary way of measuring your success when you go to events, when you're just getting into an industry. Do you go to talk to people? Absolutely. However, if all you walk out of there with is just a couple more pieces of knowledge to add to your bucket of things to remember for the rest of my life, that's way better than having a business card in your hand. Mm. And personally, for me, I would even say that that also counts towards creatives. Like, there are, to, let's go back to the conversation, there are nuances that you will never be able to pick up by just knowing somebody <laughs> that there are things that you have to learn. Can we and just back up? Because you and Rodney were, like, arguing for, like, 30 minutes about nuances, and now you're just, like, quoting him. <laughs> Absolutely, because we weren't saying the same thing. Okay. We were discussing time. entrepreneurial, which everybody looked in the dictionary after that, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rodney. Anyway, I do think it is important, though, to like to gauge your success, because it's easy to go to these conferences and feel like, man, I just wasted time. Right. Or, man, I'm, I'm I suck. I didn't make the right impression. Or, damn, I really wish I was able to say this to that person. And it's like. Yeah, you know, you're gonna fumble and you're gonna say things wrong and you might offend people and, you know, maybe you didn't wear the right skirt and whatever. But you have to, like, you need to get something out of it. And sometimes the only thing that you can get out of it is just another lesson to learn or Mm -hmm. something to apply, a new skill to apply to your everyday career. And I think that's most important, especially when you're starting out. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Um... 
so let's see what okay how do you you leave the conference you've already met people you've learned some new things what do you do after you leave facebook. does it end there facebook simeon's a stalker what else <laughs> no i think i mean yeah sure, no facebook. so like for like for me it's it's I'm not good at keeping in contact with people. Yeah, Facebook makes that. it very easy for me to keep in contact with people if you post things so on social Facebook. media. Yeah, like LinkedIn, I'm like I'm never It's not on sure. LinkedIn. That's not your platform though. LinkedIn like Facebook is, is your thing. Yeah, Facebook is my thing. It depends on the conversation. So, um yes, social media can work, but in an instance where I met someone and they found an through a conversation, I explained where I, where I, what agency I'm part of. I think I already mentioned the agency I'm part of. But anyway, from there, she's like, oh, I know so-and-so there. Mm. You should meet that person there. And then what I should have done, but God has intervened, <laughs> I should have just <laughs> went there and be like, oh, you know, send an email to the person that I was referred to and say, hey, I went to this place and they mentioned your name. Do you want to get coffee or something? Be proactive as that but in that moment the next day by coincidence I met someone else who was like you need to meet so-and-so person we're gonna go all meet the so-and-so person but in, if that didn't happen I would say be proactive mm -hmm. but have it but depends on the conversation some conversations do have you know link up with them LinkedIn whatever and or some business cards but you may have an awesome conversation where it's like we should go get coffee sometime oh, okay. or or, you know, depending, like, have the most, I don't know, have the most productive conversation without being weird. Because so I like, know we come here, I just want to say something, like, you come in here with a strategy, and there are people who are new to this strategic way of thinking, and it comes off very fake, or it just comes off too much. And if you have an awesome conversation with someone, you should definitely follow up with that, because that just shows that you've connected with somebody. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, so if I'm understanding what you're saying is when you say be proactive it's like to just follow up yeah via like email or something yeah even okay. to our last episode we you know we're, we're learning how to follow up in different ways that may be sending a note or that may be a cup of coffee you don't know what it will lead to but it says a lot to someone that you're about it when you follow up with them with them especially if you have a good conversation with them and I'm going to play devil's advocate to what you're saying and say that you don't have to follow up with everyone. Follow up with the people that you had a connection with, the mm -hmm. person that you like, the person that inspired you. Right. You don't, if you, like I said, if you got 20 business cards and only two really spoke to your heart and what you were doing, then talk to those two people. You don't mm -hmm. have to talk to all 20. They're not a benefit to you. Everyone does not deserve a follow up. And you don't need to, and you don't need to come in there with a quota with like I'm going to talk to 20 people or 10 people. I do that to get out of my comfort zone, not necessarily as a way to gauge like success. I mean, it is a success metric for like me going out because I can totally be that girl sitting in the corner eating cheese all night. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I'm going to be really happy about it. Right? <laughs> like, there's, like, cheese and beer, and, and I got to sing. That's all like, I need. You know, know, but again, like I said, like, what am I learning in the corner next to cheese? Now, sometimes you meet some really great people in the corner, like, that stand by the bar. Yes. There are some great people that just stand by the bar. But what else? What am I learning? Who, if I have, if I have plans or if I'm in the market for some new initiative, um, 
started with, for some new projects or, or, or whatever, like, who am I talking to? Mm-hmm. Who knows me? I think that's, and that, to your point, like, no, you don't have to reach out to everybody, but you also need to, like, put your footprint out there. Like, at some point in your career, right? If you are taking your career seriously enough that you do want to make this a long-term thing, you want people to know you. You don't just want to know people. You also mm-hmm. want people to know who you are. Yeah. Right. And I think that, that that for me, knowing it's a struggle sometimes to just talk to people mm-hmm. I don't know, it's really helpful for me to say, okay, I have to speak to at least three people three people before I go to the bar. And that's that's fair. What I'm saying and is And then that only one after because who knows what you'll say. Hey. But there are people who come out here with the with the conference speed dating mentality and they right. leave with like yes. twenty five business cards and it's like that's yes. not success. I it's feel like paper cuts. You just, I, you yes. just collected but stuff. I feel like those people are see through though. Like I think there's I mean if you we're not the first people to have this conversation like we're talking about networking right now and I feel like those people are always talked about when people are having conversations about networking at events they're the, like they're kind of like networking whores like they just they want everybody's business card before <laughs> the end of the night That's like really like but they don't like like you <laughs> like you you know who they are oh because yeah oh yes it's like, very apparent. Going back to the dating analogy, Child, like I've been the, the not business to card. The business card is it's like the what's what's the business card? The business. He has everybody. The business number. is the business card first base. Maybe. No, I don't no. think it's a base. The he business card is getting a number. It's, it's literally just getting a number. There we go. I'm so mad yeah. you went past what it's like. The I'm literally looking at your face and I'm saying it's like getting everyone's number. Yo, you are. I've been really awkward today. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I think I honestly think the way that you should think about it is like when you're at the conference, your goal is to just get as much as possible, whatever that is, right? Like you're just trying to get the most of it, whether it's information, business card, contacts, conversations, cheese plates, whatever it is. Like your job is to get as many as possible, and when you leave the conference. Your job is to sift through all of that and find the stuff that's actually beneficial and right. then do something about it. So it's okay that you got 20 business cards, but you don't need to contact all 20. You know what I mean? Right. It's no, okay that you got all the LinkedIn friends, but you don't need to meet all of them for coffee. Or it's okay that you went to 10 you know, sessions, but which one was the most beneficial? Which one are you gonna like summarize and bring back right. to your company? That's what the after is for. I just think make it worth, worth make it worthwhile. Cause just saying that you went for there. For worth your while. Right, worth it's your while. Everyone. Right. Cause just to say that you went there and you didn't have any takeaway is, to me it's a waste of time. So there's, there's definitely like a filter that you need to have. And it's not just like with networking and meeting people. It's also about figuring out which events or which conferences are beneficial yeah. to you. Because like with the Adweek stuff, if you, I'm not on their site right now, but I'm sure if you go on their event list, there's probably like 100 events that week. Definitely. And you can't Easily. go, you can't right. And you can't go to all, all of the events and all the events that you can go to are, may not, may not be beneficial to you. So there's also about like, there's also this lens that you have to use when you're trying to figure out exactly which ones are the best ones for you and maybe that's when you start stalking people and figure out exactly who is 
going to be on the panel and if you want to actually hear that person talk. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I feel like we kind of covered everything. Um, any final thoughts? Okay, I feel like we kind of offered next steps. Do you guys have final thoughts on conference week, anything you or conference season, anything you guys are looking forward to in particular um, before we sign off? Well, don't all jump out at one. I mean, I think I think with with the conference season, like if you're doing self evaluations then and you have goals, then you should use that as and I think you kinda of mentioned this earlier, like like figuring out what it is what it is that you want to do next. So if you're saying, Well, I wanna start like for a new job in the next six months, then you're going to this event looking for contacts. Yep. And you're you're talking you're talking with the purpose, not necessarily like each person is going to can possibly lead to a job, but you're talking to people to like figure out exactly what's going on out there, like what agencies or what companies are doing things that you like or may be interested in, or if you're looking for I don't know like to sharpen your skills, then you're like looking for events that are about skill building. Yeah, I pay you back that. Like, you have to know what you're looking for and measure that and and fit that to your success. Whether that's meeting more people or you come to learn something or whatever, you know, make it worthwhile. Even if you, especially if you pay for it out of your pocket, like make it worthwhile. Um, I would say. I think, you know, I, we touched on it, but like it wasn't really like a real question, but like just the whole measure measurement of success, because I feel like it's really easy to get lost or, to Simeon's point, forgettable when you go to these events. Come on, You're never going to live that down. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to. It's on your Put that on a t-shirt. I mean, it's to me right now, it's in the same category as uh, Irregardless. Totally, <laughs> as we sit here and conversate yep. about it. Yep. But, um, no, I mean, I th- it, don't feel pressure. Like, everybody is not a social butterfly, not naturally a social butterfly um, mm. when they walk into a room. And mm. it's, like, it can be painful sometimes to, like, oh, I got to go to this thing. But it's, like, what... To, to mm. Karina's point, like what is what is worthwhile to some people? Maybe I walked out of 35 business cards, five people said they like my shoes, and I got invited to go to drinks with X, Y, and Z, and that's totally cool. If your lane is more of, look, I'm trying to build something and I need to slow down a little bit, that's cool. But I do think it is important to be present. Right. And I do think it is important to be seen every now and again. Um, especially if you're looking to build a profession, like it doesn't matter what you do. If you're into music, you should be at music conferences. If you're into tech, you should be at tech conferences. If, if you, you know, like beauty, there's so many, there's like fashion, there's retail, there's a whole bunch, education, there's tons of education conferences, my God. Those are probably like the best parties ever. Mm. You have a party with teachers? Oh my goodness. I heard it's up there. It's crazy. Mm. All my teacher friends. (laughs) All my teacher friends. See, with dealing but I feel like I feel like it's really important to like not feel pressure to do things the way everybody else is doing it because you will lose your focus. 
and you won't grow. My point earlier about growth versus promotion is serious and it's huge and it really differentiates like a master versus somebody that just gets paid a lot of money to be a freaking bag of bones. Like, what is your purpose here if you can't offer anything? And what is your purpose in the industry, whatever industry you work in, if you can't go forth and teach? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be able to be more than who you were when you first walked in the door. Mm. It's that wax on, wax off, Daniel Sun mentality, bro. You have to learn something. There has to be a lesson out of every little tidbit that you get. And I feel like if you measure yourself against your own, what makes you comfortable and what you want to get out of it, that is what's going to be best for you in, during conference season. Um, so my final thought is a challenge. So I'm going to challenge everyone, including the people in this room. Mm. It could be, but my, my challenge is this. I don't this. do homework. My challenge is this, though. Find a conference and find a way to get there. Mm. And... That's real. And don't base it off of, I think to your point, Kai, and, well, really the point of this conversation, like, don't base it off of other people or what's the cool thing or what everyone's talking about. Find that conference that really speaks to you. It doesn't have to be a career thing. It could be a side thing. It could be about entrepreneurship. It could be about blogging. It could be about fashion. It could be about being a woman in this time, whatever it is. Like, find a conference, find something that really speaks to you, and do what you need to do to get there and get what you need to get out of it. I think that's something that everyone is capable of doing and that sometimes we just don't put ourselves out there mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's, sometimes it's just really that simple. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's really that simple of making a goal and then yeah. making the action to do it. So I would challenge everyone to find a conference and and to go and i almost think it's better maybe it's better to go by yourself yeah actually you know it's a good point i think i'm gonna go to ad week this year the the reason why i haven't <laughs> no well you see somebody stand up no well the reason well the reason why i haven't gone is because i've basically been out of the country every year for like the last couple of years my bad life week. is so difficult i've been traveling well, every year that's the reality Oh, the well, way my schedule here. was set up. I don't have time for the conferences. I, I almost feel like this conversation was like conferences for like introverts 101. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Like, we're all like, there, I feel like there are people who like walk into these conferences that are just like, this hey. Is like life. hey, I'm here. All is like, life for them, not, <laughs> not I. So whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, I think actually I really liked this conversation. I found it to be really productive. I found it, I found it to be even more entertaining and engaging because we had our dearest Miss Jackson, if you nasty, joining us today. Yeah, don't expect to see me again. Um, no, soon. there's definitely more you know episodes. <laughs> but I, you know, like I said earlier, I, I felt like you were gonna add value to this conversation. Like for those of you that don't know, we we call her the homecoming queen because she's at was it at Color Futures. What year was that? A few years ago. Maybe one. Was it two years ago? Three years ago? <laughs> Probably like two. It wasn't that four. I've been here before. Anyway, that's a big honestly, yeah, yeah, but that's that's, right. that's a big deal. That that's if like you're you were an up and comer then you're totally up and coming now and like 
you've been able to contribute. So your perspective on what we do or what we're doing, you have the industry perspective. And like, it's good to get your side, our side, and just kind of have that conversation. And the banter, I love the banter. Take the crown. You are the winner. A p- word on the street is that you are the winner. Orlando, you are not a subtle whisperer. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone heard it. If you didn't, she was also the ad color winner. Part of the winners. Okay, whatever. She won, she's popular, everybody likes her. You're Hashtag Google. Amber, not everybody. Mm-hmm. And apparently she, you can find her on Google. Um, but that also brings us to the end of our show. Definitely want to thank you guys Yay. for continuing to tune in. It really, I mean, we don't have a whole, <laughs> we ain't no like worldwide renowned uh, podcast, but the followership that we have is so amazing. Um, the conversations that, you know, we engage in with you all and together is great. So I'm really happy to be a part of this. I'm happy that we're on in the double digits now of our episodes. Shout out to Dwayne real quick. Um, that's our engineer. Karina mentioned that we should probably just start giving props to everybody that works on this because this is no um, small feat for any of us to to complete on our own between our production team, Dwayne, our engineer, um, and uh, myself and the happen. co-host. Like this is this is a labor of communal love. Yeah. That yeah. sounds weird, but that's what it is. That's yeah. exactly uh, what it is. Could definitely be interpreted very well. I mean, you know, do with it what you will, but just know that like this is there's a lot of hard work that goes into this, and it's much appreciated. So, thank you all for listening. Again, we look forward to um, speaking with you to you about you <laughs> in another two weeks. Um, make sure you guys send in some comments. We really want to know what everybody has going on. What's your feedback? We're down for feedback too. Mm-hmm. Do you not like what I have to say? Do you do like what like Simi? Do you not like us? Do you like us? We want to know. Comment on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of it. Make sure you send in your comments and your questions to askmixcompany at gmail.com. Um, and tune in in another two Mondays. Later, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace. Bye.